Let's go. Six Pack Double Feature with your hosts. I'm not Nathan. I'm not Travis. Hey, there you guys are. Join Nathan and Travis as they pair and compare your favorite and not so favorite movies. If it was on the shelf at your local video store, it's fair game. Grab a cold one and let's do this. It's the mature thing to do. It's Six Pack Double Feature. I think about it every time. I get pissed, too, because I was like, what can I kill? I don't want to watch. I use all of these, but I'm not getting any other ones. Jamie started. uh, I lucked out with occasionally being able to. Someone else gives us their luck. He didn't say that. (laughs) Jamie. uh, (laughs) You heard nothing. Jamie started. Jamie started watching Yellowstone. And I can't. I can't with that's that. That's f- that's fine. I like I like it, but it's you know it's just drama for dudes. It's like it, a it's cowboy for, drama. It's yeah. what did somebody say? It's Sons of Anarchy on horseback. Correct. And that's all I needed to hear to be like, cool. I'm gonna go in the other room and watch what Jamie made fun of me for because I I was like, how do you get into these shows? And she paused and she went, I don't make fun of you watching fucking Star Trek or fucking Wednesday. And you're like. Okay. I was like, you know what? Calm down, but point taken. I'm going to go back in here and watch the boring ass season two of Picard, which wasn't as boring as the first one. But uh, she was like, hey, I accidentally thought Yellowstone was on Paramount Plus, and we have a month of that. Nope. And I was like, "Uh, cool. I've been wanting to watch season two of Picard, but I didn't want to pay for it because I heard nothing but bad things. There's a weird thing going on with that specific show with Yellowstone that at the time, (laughs) it's on a cable network channel called Paramount the Paramount Network okay not UPN not UPN not the WWW called the Paramount Network and so at that moment when that show came out there was no streaming platform available either with there was no Paramount Plus I think it was CBS all access yeah and even then I don't think it was associated with that at that moment and so Peacock zipped in and offered you can stream your show right here. Yeah, because we had that Saved by the Bell show that we thought was going to be great. But it was poop. <laughs> so there's a weird, uh, there's a weird situation going on where if you want to watch Yellowstone, you can watch the first four seasons. You can stream it on Peacock, which is an NBC Universal thing. Oh, I know. But <laughs> what's so funny is Jamie and I have, have the vastly network. different tastes in what we watch because she's like, hey, yeah, we've got Peacock, so if there's anything you want to watch on there, and I was like, let me scroll through this, scroll through that. Oh, yep, 40-year-old Elvira episodes. I'm here for that. And then Paramount Plus, I'm like, mm, Picard, yep, cool. She's nothing in there for her. Netflix, she was like, can we cancel Netflix? And I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, no, we watched that, we watched that, and I need to watch this Wednesday show, which, have you seen any of that? Nope. Yeah. That's not, not your for you, not for you. I love the Adams Family. I'm not hating on it, but it's like Just a, not your it's cup a of C, tea? It's a CW show. Really? Mm-hmm. Vibe for goth kids. It's, yeah. it's not not for you. I just I'm a forty two year old man. You're not the part of the demographics? I'm not the demo for that show. <laughs> I still feel like an outsider, but I'm cool with it. Keep, <laughs> I don't need a show to help me feel good about they who keep I am. trying to get me to watch Wednesday and I haven't added it to my queue. I have too many shows that I add to my queue that I sometimes go back to and start watching and, and sometimes don't. I'm just going through Seinfeld right now. Well, gang, I think that's a good enough time as any to say welcome in uh to uh to our annual Christmas episode of Six Pack Double Feature. I'm not Nathan. I am not Travis. Correct. We've got an odd pair if you can't tell of christmas movies today and where they are barely christmas movies one is there's christmas all 
over that movie, but they don't mention it. Not I don't once. think once. Not once. It's just. It's funny. It is funny. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is only a Christmas movie because Jamie and I watch it at Christmas. Uh, we watch both of these at Christmas on Christmas Day, actually. Uh, those movies are A Force of One and uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid, <laughs> both starring Chuck Norris <laughs> in all his glory. We'll get there. All of his facial hair. Um, we should probably do A Force of One first. Yay? Nay? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The lesser of the two Chucks goes first. <laughs> <laughs> the Chuck less traveled by. Right. One man committed to nonviolence. One man forced to defend. Whoever did this is as good as dead. One man pushed beyond the limit. Life is a matter of discipline, so is death. Chuck Norris, Jennifer O'Neill, in a force of one, rated PG. I don't know where to start with that. <laughs> that was the best one. That was a great trailer. I want you to know that when you search, a force of one eventually just starts populating it with Air Force One. I was going to say, oh, <laughs> wait, the movie Air Force One? The movie Air Force One. Okay. Get off my plane. <laughs> Did you mean Air Force One? No. No. No, I sure didn't. I, I, sure, I sure didn't. I, sure I mean, the first like five or six are <laughs> are a force of one best fight scene or fight number six. I'm like, there's six fights. I love in how that it movie? says committed to nonviolence, and the first thing you see him doing in the movie is kicking the shit out of some dude in a ring. Yeah. In the trailer, you see the poor man's hangman move at the end of the movie is what you're hearing. <laughs> that's what that is. Okay. Yes, that's what that was. What uh, would you crack open over there? Oh, Narragansett. Hey, same. I actually borrowed some of your beers. So, the official unofficial beer six-pack double feature. beer. First note that is this I the first down. time you'd seen this? Yes. Okay, go ahead. The first note that I wrote down because I was watching the credits, which I typically do, because at this oh the end time, credits no the beginning like oh, the, okay. the like the like the full on intro credits of the film because in 1979 that's you saw all the credits in the beginning right, as right. well as what you see at the end right and I'm looking at the guy's name who was the co screenwriter and story was Ernst. Tidyman, and I'm like, that name very sounds, clean fellow. Yeah, sounds familiar. And I looked it up, and I'm like, this movie was written by the same screenwriter that gave us the French Connection, ah, won an sense. Oscar for that one, High Plains Drifter. Um, he wrote seven Shaft novels, novels, as well as adapted like the Shaft and Shaft was goes to Africa or whatever. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, so he's responsible for creating Shaft as well. I, I was, and giving it to us with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, why does that name? Oh, he's an Oscar-winning screenwriter adapting the book The French Connection. It, From it, 72, right? 72, 71. Yeah. So he did this after. I think I saw this. I'm pretty sure I saw this on a double bill. Uh, I've talked on here before about the little um, group we used to be part of. Jamie yeah. and I would go to a friend's house and just riff on movies. I'm pretty sure this was... A part of one of those, if not a double feature with Lone Wolf McQuaid. Right. I don't totally remember, but I'm pretty sure we watched this there. 
so I've only I only saw this when I was probably 30, 31, like maybe 10, not quite 10, a little over 10 years ago. 47. Yeah. I, was, I was 47 years old when I first saw this so, on the Roku channel. <laughs> when uh, I first saw it, I was hoping for like a late 70s, early 80s karate flick. And I was not There's, disappointed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what exactly uh, that, what this is. That's exactly is. what this is. But um, it's got it's like, when you said the French connection, that makes more sense because there is a lot of clunky four on the floor cop seventies cop shit folded into it. There sure is. And that's like that I makes don't understand sense, police though. procedure, but here we'll write in these group of cops. The first thing I really wrote down when actually when I started watching this was this film has some of the dumbest vice cops I have ever seen. <laughs> but, <laughs> that keep dying. But you can remember each one of them. Correct. Like they don't all like. Is it who is that? That guy or that guy? Like it's a well-rounded, I guess, diverse. The two, yeah, cast. The, the two that die in the sporting goods store warehouse after they discover the. I don't, couldn't wax. tell you any of their names, but uh, I know that one of those two guys specifically is in Scarface, who gets a chainsaw to his head. <laughs> is he the? He was the Latino guy. Okay. I can't remember the character's name. It's not important. It's so jarring to see Christmas decorations in Los Angeles. It's not cold there. It isn't, but there's a lot of people, and they all celebrate Christmas, including myself when I was a kid. Yeah. It's (laughs) weird to see the kid. I mean, it's weird to see the kid skateboarding at the beginning. I don't know. I wonder if they shot it during Christmas time and it was just easier to add to it. Or I don't know. So do you think it was on purpose that they never mentioned it or just accidental shitty writing that they just never I don't even it? know. I doubt. Either way, I think it works better because it's like, what's that old screenwriter thing is like, show me, don't tell me. Yeah. And I don't. Was this movie written by Shane Black? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, it nice. wasn't. I, I don't want to shit on Chuck Norris, but I don't want to give him any more credit than he deserves for his contributions to film and pop culture. Right. Uh, and I don't know how much. I know. This is, I don't know how far back it goes that he and his brother were the fight choreographers right. for his movies, but it's easily done here, credited and on display. Yeah, you see it at the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much hand he had in anything else. Because he later got Van Damme, Mike Myers-itis, where he controls all of his own shit. Yeah. And boy, you can tell. Um, so my first question when I with this was is charlie matt's actual son adopted son or just someone he called his son because he was matt's student the kid with the kind ass afro yeah you don't they they don't there's a full-on scene of exposition where he tells that is that yeah i did not catch that then i it's a fair bit of i got close where he ended up (laughs) it's a fair bit of kind of institutional racism i guess where they just portray his mom or they don't portray her these you never see her but right he literally he was he was one of Matt's students, one of Chuck Norris's character students, and he came walking in one day crying because his mother was a junkie and had OD'd. Oh, and that's said, right. So I just petitioned the court and adopted him. I'm like, it's that fucking easy? Yep. Well, when you're local karate champion. <laughs> karate teacher. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah, I know. It's maybe not actually racism, but it's a no. little... Like, does he have to be a black kid? It's cool that he's adopted a black kid, but does he have to adopt him in such a way that his mom was a piece of shit? Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> the only way I was able to adopt him is after his mom died from OD. Yeah. She, they, <laughs> they couldn't get the poor woman some fucking help. 
Well, she's no, too, we have to. She's wa- too no, far gone. No, no, wait, wait, wait. She's got a couple gurgles left. She's got three weeks. All right, now he's he's all yours, Matt. Train him up. So, I feel like it's it's not that the cops are skeptical about how karate can help them. That's as ridiculous as it, that the few of them act like they can't even pronounce the word. <laughs> no, like no one could kill someone with a weapon they can't find. It's they, like or a weapon they don't know. It's like you crate e. <laughs> It's like you've gone to Thanksgiving and taught one of your parents 85% of what an emoji is, and all that they've mastered about emojis is how to say the word, but they say emoji. They just say it. They push, they emphasize on the e- emoji. Yeah, it's, he sent one of those emojis to me, and it was poop. That's, that's kind of what I got from it. Like, they just figured out the word. Now they're trying to get into the world of it and figure out how to do a proper, like, block. I don't know. But they just keep saying, like, what, what do they keep calling the, I think the, I think the killer was a karate master. I can't <laughs> Something remember. Something like that. It's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Like, what are we going to call him? I don't know. It's a, here's a, there's a karate killer out on the loose. Karate killer. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> that's fucking dumb. It was strange that the, like, we all need to learn how to defend ourselves from. But quick. But really quick. One session. I mean, not that that wasn't kind of funny wouldn't watching be, the would, montage of them all getting their asses handed to them. In would, the, wouldn't it be fun if all the detectives were recast with like a middle school theater troupe? <laughs> <laughs> that is not my magic wand, but but <laughs> that's how the lady. What's her name? O'Neill. Yeah, Eunice O'Neill. <laughs> Jennifer O'Neill. Jennifer. Maybe is she, I don't is know. she one of the O'Neills? I'm not sure if she's one of those. She's O'Neils. one of. She is an O'Neill. I just don't know if she's one of the O'Neills. Uh, she seems too old. Yeah, there's just those weird protracted scenes of them. Like, I'm going to take you to this really divey uh, motel so we can interrogate a no, 15 year old no, no. prostitute. Talking, I'm talking about oh. the when he's got the wooden gun and he's showing her how oh, to like yeah. spin block a gun out of. Okay, and then it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. one time, fine. Oh, we're going to go. Okay. Oh, a third, a fourth oh, time. Okay. Oh, all right. So does that emphasize to us that she now knows how to. She kind of almost did it towards the end of the and movie. And looked like surprised and proud of herself to yeah. the point. I wonder if they didn't know the fucking camera was rolling. Right. Like, was Chuck Norris like, actually teaching her that? Because that could have been like a, like some shit they shot of him help doing fight choreography. Correct. Because. Have you ever seen the movie, not the one with Mark Wahlberg, is another one. It's called The Fear. I don't think so. It's about a wooden statue. Uh, there's two of them. Uh, yeah, I think the one with Wahlberg is just called Fear. It's just called Fear. And then there's The Fear, and the guy's name is Woody, and it's like a wooden, a wooden statue that kills people. It has better acting skills than Chuck Norris does in this movie. Yeah, he's really flat in this movie. He's really flat. No, like no one was giving him any sort of direction in do you this think, movie. Do you think he, maybe he wouldn't take it? Because he's, he's—I don't think people cared. Okay, that's fair. I think that because he looks cool as fuck, and then when he fights, right. I mean, you're there. You're yeah, paying he knows what he's doing. Fifty to see him fight, but he's admitted himself to being like arrogant and cocky when he was a younger man. I mean, you can fucking look I mean, ass he, like yeah, that. You have right. all the right to be. Nobody's going to stop you, but. I, you can kick my ass, Chuck, but we're here to make a movie, and you're acting like a fucking wet stamp. So <laughs> I need you to step it up. Yeah, pep, 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 pep it up. I need some 
I need some life in the lines you're reading because he's he doesn't talk much in this. Well, he doesn't talk much in the next one either. We'll I mean, he there. talks, but it's minimal. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't open his mouth very much either. No, I've he sure doesn't. That. Yeah. Um, or his fist. So he hits with closed fist. Right. I like. I think I put that down in another bit of note, but I like how he often uses the backhanded punch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The uh, the spinning backhanded punch. Yeah, that fucking. That is a hurtful, that is a hurtful strike. <laughs> right. I'd like to cast hurtful strike, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that an action or a reaction? Um, <laughs> it was odd that he he was taken by the police officer to a shitty motel to find a fifteen year old prostitute uh, to get more information. The most clothed. 15-year-old prostitute I've ever seen in yes. my life. Up who, to her neck in the bed. Yes. Covers. Who, who looked like she had been doing heroin with a turkey baster. <laughs> For about three days. Right. <laughs> Let me see your arm. No. Okay, then that means you're, health, you're healthy. Oh, Got you're, it. You, yeah. you're healthy. You're good. <laughs> that might be infected. You might want to... Yeah. Uh, well, I don't mean to jump, but that does... Uh, Bring me to my favorite line or scene, which is probably the worst one take of a line ever delivered in film history. Here you go. What the hell is this girl? A social gathering or something? You're lucky it's not a bust. Please. You and you get out of here. Well, Rudy, please put it away. Please, Mr. Police. Please, Mr. Police. What? Where was that? That was the that was the scene. Now it's the fifteen year old. Okay, that's and then her pimp Ricky or whatever his name calling comes in. somebody a social communist. Is that is what? It, what the hell is this girl? A social gathering or something? A huh? social gathering. You and you get out of here. It's a little muffled. So well, I recorded it with my phone, but it's just how bad. Like that guy probably didn't speak English. He did in this scene, kind of. I mean, wouldn't it? Like watching that. That's my favorite because it's like bad. Oh yeah. It's terrible. Would it not have been better, better, to have just said like, "All right, Carlos, here's the here's the thing. You're gonna come in here. This is your girlfriend, and these people are coming in here and they're talking to her, and you don't want them in here. So you come in here, you cuss them out and tell them to get the fuck out. That's all you have to do. Whatever you want to say, just yeah. We need to be clear that you want them to get out of here. It's almost like they found somebody in downtown L.A. Hey, you want to be in a movie? Here's fifteen bucks. You can get some heroin with it. What is it? What the hell is this girl? A social gathering or something, huh? You and you get out of here. You and you get out of here. You get to share a scene with Chuck Norris. Well, and then Chuck Norris beats his ass. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Mr. Police. (laughs) It was just, yeah. It's sad in the saddest way. So that brings me to, I guess, if you're not continuing with anything what doesn't work <laughs> uh, well my well, let me let me before we go there i'll state this my favorite line or see my favorite line was one line when um uh chuck's character is in the locker room um he's just kind of made up with his son and the other the kid one wants, of the other instructors the kid wants to fight in the tournament correct. and he tells him he's too young right right uh the other one of the other instructors shows up and he kind of gives him shit like where you been for two days i've been having fun or whatever blah 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 and his line was the headlines have been screaming there's a karate killer loose somewhere in the city <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, because that just rolls off the tongue super easy. A karate killer. The headlines have been screaming. Karate killer would be the would be a great name for a shitty. I wonder if it was like the Japanese title of this movie. A karate killer? It's there. <laughs> it's very possible. Um, I feel with what doesn't work in this movie is that there are some pacing issues. For a movie that's about eighty-seven minutes long, it sure takes a while. Kind of feels like three episodes. Moving. Feels like three episodes of a thirty-minute cop show or two episodes of a 45 minute cop show that doesn't go anywhere well but or almost slam together right but like the two 45 minute episodes of the cop show are missing the resolution that happens in the, at the end of the third act you know what i mean right um the other thing that bothered me was the slow motion fight scenes in the finale with the adr the <laughs> it was bad to me it just it doesn't feel genuine and then did they feel the need to slow it down so everyone could see the action is that why they did it? This was like an early, like, this was early, this was 79, Yeah. Right? So this was like early American. Kung fu, karate, martial like art. Version movies. of Hong Kong cinema. Yeah. So I think they were trying to really, like, Bruce Lee died in 74, is that correct? Yeah, it was early. So, I mean, yeah, kung fu movies were, were big, but I think this was like the... They're trying to bring it into the mainstream. I think so, yeah. And like really trying to like, see, look, it's not just, it ain't all just kicky, kicky, little sneaky shit. It's, it's, we got some gravitas. Look at this guy. He's white. It's cool. You can like it. It's all right. And he's from Texas. He's half Mexican, but we ain't going to say that. We ain't going to say that because, look, he's got red hair and his name's Chuck. Not at all. His name is not at all Carlos. (laughs) No, he's, he's Chuck. He's a white American feller. Yeah. I he's, mean, he's he's Scotch Irish. <laughs> as far as what doesn't work for me, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. If you read the front or back of this DVD, you see that the name Chuck Norris is heavily featured. Right. So you you go into it. Again, I don't mean to shit on the man for what he is responsible for, but I'm not giving him any more credit than he deserves. You, I believe, know what you're expecting. Uh, or you should know what to expect with a Chuck Norris movie. And then if you look at the date, you can kind of gauge, okay, this is quite pre-Walker, Texas Ranger. Correct. This is pre-him being a big-name actor. This is him being a championship fighter and uh, teacher coming into acting. So it's probably not going to be, you know, die hard. Um, What what did I say here? (laughs) I'll just read verbatim what I wrote. Uh, It depends on how you look at it, right? (laughs) Uh, on one hand, it's a Chuck Norris movie where he helps a bunch of cops learn karate to stop drugs. On the other hand, it's a Chuck Norris movie where he helps a bunch of cops learn karate to stop drugs. Uh, <laughs> so uh, with your popcorn and soda, you also get a giant grain of salt. Very big. You just get to lick it and then eat a piece of It's just of one cup. of those salt it's licks. It's salt licks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your salt lick, sir. That big fucking round indentation in the end. Uh, You would think that after one set of cops is killed that the superior officer would do a little better job of keeping track of where and what his men are working on. Yeah. But not. Not Clue Gulger. No, not Clue Gulger. He's just in there. I'm just confused. He's found us a karate man. It's like he's drank his morning coffee, but he has not taken his morning shit. (laughs) And he doesn't want to leave the office home base toilet because 
As soon as I, I know, as soon as, as I, get I walk in my car, out of here, I'm going to have to take a shit. As soon as I get in my car and turn on the Wilshire, I am going to have to do it. And if I can just wait around for 15 more minutes. I'll finish my cup of coffee. It's going to happen. Maybe have another cup of coffee. Maybe if I smoke one of them cigarettes, I can take a poop. That's the best clue gullier I can muster. Um, clue mustard would be a good name for him, too. Right. If you couldn't guess that Matt's son was going to get into serious trouble when he starts his own investigation, you haven't seen enough <laughs> bad action movies. Yeah. Like, I can't reach him. Did they have to kill the kid? I mean, like, well, fuck. yeah, because he's a karate killer. He is a karate killer. Was not that guy that was just <laughs> that's that's one of my favorites too. He's just casually hanging out on the patio next to the koi pond, right? With the karate fighter, conveniently just found them and and he. Well, no, I'm just like they're just out there actively like doing mountains of cocaine, like on a patio. Yeah. I don't know. I've never gotten down that way, but it just seems like an odd place to be doing. That's where I do all my coke. Would it not be windy? I would think so. I mean, I don't. I, I'd, I'd want to. Yeah, I'd want to be inside for that sort of thing. I'd think, but I mean, they just look come like, up the Santa Ana winds again. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Doesn't cocaine make you like paranoid? Wouldn't they be like? All right, is it just me? Is there a black kid hiding behind the bushes over there? I don't <laughs> no, know. I just, just did three lines of coke. You just did too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. Too much. Uh, yeah. Um, but wasn't that guy in? Not the. Not the fighter, but the Latino vice cop. Dude. Yeah, wasn't he in another? Wasn't he in? Uh, All I knew is he was USA. This is possibly third, third Chuck Norris appearance in the show. Um, by the way. Right, I'm almost certain he may have been, but I do know that when the movie started and I saw him, I knew he was the traitor in the police department oh, really? almost immediately because of his mustache. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny. Um. I also find it funny that the Karate Killer or Sparks or whatever his name I don't I can't remember the actor's uh, actual name because I think is. he was a martial arts guy I don't as well. Want to steal any of my trivia? So I'll no, in a minute. Um, but there his was name Sparks. Sparks. It is Sparks. Um, he takes off with a box that you assume is a million dollars in cash when in fact it's a million dollars in coke. <laughs> <laughs> it travels better. It weighs less. I yeah, very true. But I wasn't thinking like dude like. Is that going to get you across the border? Is the coke? Uh, I mean, the dog's when you're going somewhere. The dog is surely going to smell that, yeah. right? I mean, it's like surely. a fucking pound of bricked up coke. <laughs> Until the end, when Chuck Norris vaporizes it into the fucking air, and that was the most anticlimactic chase scene, too. Because, uh, okay, could Chuck's car get stuck here for a minute, and and then he crotties it out of the way, right? <laughs> Like this chase scene is the worst. Uh, I sent you that video of him kicking that box of coke, like top kicking that box yes. of cocaine at the end of the movie, and sending it like the ash cloud of Mount St. Helens over the entire fucking country. And then at the end, he is just fucking head to chest, head to waist rather, covered in cocaine. I feel numb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. I don't know. I, I should feel bad that I just Ugh. killed this man by killing by hanging him over my neck, but God, I feel God, I feel great. My heart. Is Let's pound- go for a run. I want to do forty-five push-ups right now. Ugh. My heart is pumping on my chest. Just fuck right now. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> Puts on Metallica's first album. <laughs> it came out in seventy-nine. Kill them all. This is I, my fucking Ricky had this. It's called Kill Them All. It sounds fucking great. Listen to this. <laughs> Are my fucking teeth coming out of my eyes yet? My 
God, my cock is hard. <sighs> no, instead he's got the slow acceptance do, hug into do you know why? credits. Uh, according to – I didn't put this in trivia because newsflash. Not, trivia for this, uh, while a bit lengthy on IMDb, was boring. Uh, it was very cold uh-huh. during that, that scene. So, like, between takes, they'd have to run over to, like, get like warmed up by a fire. You should have just used the Coke. Just rub that Coke butter all <laughs> over their bodies. Um, uh, I, I feel like that was slow mode like that because he wasn't going to do any more takes. I can't stand here very long. Yeah, we'll just – we'll slow-mo. Yeah. We'll just – We'll slow-mo We'll it. fix it in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Um, um, if you had a magic wand or you could recast <laughs> – I wanted to give you my two cent. Oh summary. yeah, 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 yeah. Do a two cent summary. <laughs> Local karate champion Matt Logan is the only man who can solve an international drug ring serial karate cop killer mystery. Let the ass whooping begin. <laughs> That's a great slug line, man. <laughs> I like that. I mean, an international drug ring serial karate cop killer mystery. Did you make that up or did you? No, I wrote that out because there's an international drug ring because they had dealing, they're dealing with vice cops and, and drugs and. Clue Gulliger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only word I think I stole was serial killer because it said in the description that there was a serial killer killing cops or something like that. I mean. And I'm like, not really. I mean, technically, but the killing was because they kept getting in the way. Correct. Not because it gave him a boner to kill cops. Don't kill cops. That is a... We're making a stand here on Six Pack Double Feature. Don't kill cops. That's a good one. Uh, did you have a magic wand to recast? I did. I, w- I, w- I would have recast the lead. Duh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> there's really no magic wand that could make this... There's too many... You can hold I'm, my beer in a second. Okay. You go ahead. Uh, I recast the lead. I recast... Um, Matt Logan with uh, Jason Statham. <laughs> another, pretty, a, another not awesome actor. Correct. Who's done a lot of fucking martial arts and action movies. Uh, it's pretty much what Statham has been doing for the past 20 years since he stopped making movies with Guy Ritchie. He has zero range and makes a lot of mediocre action films, just like Chuck Norris. I don't dislike Statham, but I don't necessarily like him that much either. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't change. I didn't change too much. Uh, really, the only thing I change is anytime someone gets punched or kicked, you hear this sound. <laughs> Just the squeak of a dog toy. Maybe That's a it. little crinkle of plastic. <laughs> That's what I would change. <laughs> I had nothing to do with the fact that the dogs were fighting over a chew toy while I was watching this either. And it was during a fight scene and I, it didn't really sync up, but I thought for a second, wouldn't it be funny? Everything okay. else stays the same. Okay, you got you got some trivia. I have three lines of trivia. I have okay. I'm not going to count. Um, so Sparks, the main drug dealer, and the guy that he fights at the end, he was um, uh, John Belushi's bodyguard. Really, and the one that found him dead oh. in nineteen uh, in the hotel room or whatever in 1983. So <clears throat> what you're saying is, is the cocaine was not a set prop, but he borrowed it. <laughs> From Belushi. And boy, 
when he found out <clears throat> Chuck Norris kicked it all over creation, he was pissed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, but there's a scene where there's a kid skateboarding, delivering pizza with a little wedge hat on. Like you don't clearly, um, not the skateboarding kid. That's the drug mule. But there's but it's a, like at the beginning. No, yeah. not at the beginning. It was it's, later on. It's at the beginning, and then and the, the later there's a, the drug dealing skateboarder. Right. But there's a kid in like a blimpy's kind of uniform with like the little paper hat. And he had three yeah pizzas. pizzas. Yeah. Chuck Norris's kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Juan. You, he was redheaded actually. Juan, um, Juan Norris. They call oh, him John. Juan. I thought you said blonde. <laughs> no, I said Juan. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the hotel clerk. Uh, to shitty. Uh, I can't remember G.W. Bailey. Okay, from Police Academy. Right. Uh, I his... knew his face, but I com- I forgot because it went by it, quickly. It was his film debut. Really. This is Chuck Norris's third movie. This uh, was his third movie. Yeah, probably. Wow, all... it's almost like they probably all happened in the same year. <laughs> Didn't say, but um, I said earlier, Chuck Norris and his brother did all the fight choreography, um, as they do. And probably have done since the beginning with all of his movies. That was probably in, in his contract. Is his brother still alive? I don't know. Because Norris is like fucking 82 years he's, old. Now. He's old as shit, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that is some lame fucking trivia. Hey, I do know one other bit that I saw an alternate version. Of what? Uh, in IMDb. The one line in it basically stated that the UK cut out. Uh, just enough and the nunchucks from a scene in this movie because Sparks jumps down and tries to kill Matt Logan in like the parking lot outside of the like the back of the restaurant. He had nunchucks and was they had to cut that shit out. Oh, the yeah. UK. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's the reason why he figured out it was because uh, he saw it his was eyes. Sparks because he saw his eyes. He saw it in his eyes. You've got any uh, final thoughts? Some, <laughs> Does yeah. this movie hold up? I can't say if it holds up. For me, uh, I almost I was going to be a bit of an asshole and the first thing I wrote was A Force of One is a movie. <laughs> a Force of One is a Chuck Norris movie. A Force of One is a movie I will likely not watch again. <laughs> uh, but what I put down I'm like it was all right. It's pretty formulaic with some pacing issues, but I was indifferent. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. Uh, I, but again, still, the, what I share is highly unlikely that I would watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> One out of twelve would not recommend. It. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, for me, it holds up. We, I guess, we watch it for every what year. it is. Yeah. It's a great '70s era, like date night drive-in movie, right? Um, y- no one is going to be let down, I don't think, by this movie. And if you are. I don't. I don't know what you were expecting. Exactly. It's a. What Chuck, were it's a, you expecting? It's a Chuck Norris movie. I'm sure there are better ones. I mean, I guess. In, well, there are when we get to movie number two. Sure. sure. <laughs> Unless this is your first day on Earth or your first day out of a coma or something, and you've never seen a Chuck Norris movie, and someone tells you this is the greatest movie ever, and you watch it, and it's clearly not. Uh, clearly. Not. Otherwise, you know what you're in for. It's clearly, is that cocaine? Um, Oh, he did everything very intently for the next several hours after that. Um, yeah, it still holds up for me. Um, we are—it's a once a year though. It's—I don't, 
I don't know that I could. This one I can't imagine watching a couple times a year uh, compared to other movies. There, I'll be honest with you. After watching these two, I kind of sort of wanted to try to find a few other Chuck Norris movies to compare it to A Force of One to go, is it better or is it worse? Bad Guys Wear Black is his first one, I believe. <clears throat> I've heard that An Eye for an Eye is relatively decent, and I think it was made by the same director that did Lone Wolf McQuaid. Okay. The octagon um, looks pretty good. Um, I think there's a there's like one that popped up on my HBO Max that I put on my watch list. I can't remember what it's called. That's the thing about these movies, I'm like, I'll give it a shot because they said it's like I started ranking. Give me like what are the top ten best Chuck Norris movies, and these this one was almost always listed as either one or two. I can't remember what he's pointing was ahead at. My of Lone it. Wolf McQuaid. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm pl- uh, yeah, that's what I'm pointing at. So. It's pro wrestling. <laughs> Correct. You know, it's just. It's, I think they took too long introducing Matt Logan at the beginning of the movie too, and with his fight sequence when he was defending his belt or whatever. I mean, title. <laughs> his title. I don't know. I mean, it just. Hmm. Let's talk about Lone Wolf McQuaid. Walker, Texas Ranger. Now see Chuck Norris as McQuaid, Texas Ranger. He plays by his own rules. Your lone wolf attitude is gonna change. And he makes no excuses. Like a few enemies here and there. They killed his partner. They kidnapped his girlfriend. They even murdered his dog. They asked for it. Chuck Norris is Lone Wolf McQuaid. Tonight at 8 on USA. Okay, so <laughs> how many inaccuracies are in that description? Well, let's break this trailer down real quick because I just watched this last night. They killed his partner. Wrong. They kidnapped his girlfriend. Wrong. They even murdered his dog. Wrong. They asked for it. Chuck Norris is Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh, you asked me what that was from. That was Val Kilmer from The Doors. It's been so long since I've watched that that it just doesn't. Great movie. Yeah, but I just, just, I don't remember that. So breaking that down real quick, it's just the three main points that they try to make that are all incorrect. Correct. Um, They don't kill his partner. He has no partner. Yeah. He's emphatically, like, against having a partner. Correct. That was just another uh, ranger that retired or or was that his former boss? I can't remember. They don't say. Yeah, they don't. You knew that he worked but with him. But regardless of what happened, this that, cartel that, that, yeah. didn't do anything to him. Correct. They didn't even uh, insult his mother. Um, they didn't kidnap his girlfriend. Yeah. They he, kidnapped his daughter. They did. Later. Right. Uh, and, and then... <laughs> they don't murder his dog. They murder his wolf. 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 Other than that, that trailer was accurate. <laughs> I can't confirm if it was on that night at 8 or not, but there there you go. <laughs> it definitely was an early USA movie. How about I've been watching this movie for about 10, 12 years, same as A Force of One. And I don't know if I uh, – full newsflash, gang. I uh, I really chilled out on my drinking last year, so I, I only drink on like certain occasions. Um, and those occasions don't end with uh, every day. A day, yeah. the ends and why. <laughs> it's like a friend comes into town, or it's my birthday, or we're recording an episode of this. Uh, so I have not a ton of memories <laughs> of the last three to five years. Um, so I may have remembered, I may have discovered this at some point in the last ten years, but I'm going to go ahead and say that last night watching this, I was like, holy fuck, is that Tia Carrera's mom? No, it's not. 
It's not? No. Are you sure? Names are spelled differently and Barbara Carrera. I looked at uh, – Lisa was asking me the same thing yesterday. Because I, I said it to Jamie. No. She was like, yeah, it's totally her it's, mom. It's not. No shit. No, she's from Nicar- Nicaragua and um, – They look a lot alike. They kind of do, but she's uh, Filipino-Asian and Carrera's Nicaraguan. And they're which, not linked which, together anywhere. So Tia Carrera is Filip- Filipino uh, American. Excuse me, not Filipino Asian. Filipino American. She was born in Hawaii. I thought she was from Hong Kong. I mean, obviously her character in Wayne's World was. Huh. I thought they looked very similar. Yes, totally. Their accents were similar too. Because. Yeah. Do you know where Nicaragua is? It's in Central America. Yeah. Do you know where Asia is? <laughs> Roughly, yeah. I mean, it's a it's big, a, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big chunk of the map. <laughs> I think if you give me three to five chances, I can probably find it. I also looked it up. I looked it up either this morning or last night when Lisa asked me the same thing, and I was like, I don't know. I got to look that. Nope, it's not. And their names are spelled. That's differently. so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, they're both sexy as hell too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and uh, what's, what's here's the weird thing. We're we're currently kind of going through that '70s show. Again, oh, yeah. we hadn't watched it in a while. Right. <clears throat> and we came to the episode where uh, Bob and Midge were renewing their vows. And I forgot that there were four Bond girls in that episode oh, because nice. – Yeah, and Barbara Carrera was one of them. She was the only one that was in the non-official Bond Never Say Never Again oh, with okay. Sean Connery. Okay. Um, the first thing that I kind of noticed when I, we we started this was that – is it me – or does it seem like Chuck Norris's cowboy hat is just a smidgen too small for his head? It's, yes. Uh, okay. It seems like it got wet and shrunk, <laughs> shrunk a touch. Just a touch. That we only happen. have one, the budget. You only get one hat. <laughs> and it's also he is, uh, A, wearing that bandana around his forehead. And he's got that penis-shaped tuft of hair, which seems to be very... Like paintbrush thick, right? So that could be doing it too. That's very possible. Possible. I got I got thick hair, man. <laughs> um, uh, Uzis are notoriously inaccurate. I wrote down here the popularity of the Uzi sure has fallen off a bit. Yeah, until you watch him, any movie with Chuck Norris and they show up <laughs> in all of them because he's got it in the first one we watched for this podcast, which was Invasion in USA. Oh, yeah. I think he's on like the poster with fucking Whoa, yeah. two. Uzis. Fuck yeah. But Uzis are notoriously inaccurate, yet McQuaid was somehow able to hit three bandits without clipping any of the horses they were riding. (laughs) Meanwhile, the guy in the beginning hits every square inch of that butte that he's standing on. Right. But not him. Everything at his feet. It's like they have an altitude range. They can't go above like 40 feet or something. Or when they kill uh, Larry. Not his brother Daryl or his other brother Daryl. <laughs> That's the joke I made. Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys going to come kill me, and they're going to kill my brother Daryl, and then and my other brother, brother Daryl. <laughs> um, he plays a great no. scumbag. He does. Man. Um, I do find it funny, too, that he was executed by Uzi, but he had, like, one bullet hole. <laughs> <laughs> one wound. Um, but with like I'd seen this one other time. Uh, before a couple of years ago, I think I may have borrowed it from you. I can't Possibly. remember. I either bother. I either borrowed it from you or I borrowed it from uh, Austin Simpson um, because he loves this movie as well. But even just 15 minutes in, even though it had been a few years since I'd watched it, um, this 
movie is cinematically significantly better. Yeah. On so many different levels. Yeah. Cinematically um, directed, acted better by Chuck Norris. He has a few more years under his belt I of agree. knowing what to do. Like four more years. Um, he. And. And the score makes the movie seem more epic than it really is dude, for all just being okay. in El Paso. I saw this, like I said, saw this movie about the, around the same time as I saw Force of One about 10, maybe 12 years ago. Um, first time out of the gate, I loved this movie so much that the friend that was showing it when, when we were done for the night, he was like, here, dude, you take this DVD home. You fucking, you like this way more you than er- You earned it. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. It is, there is so much wrapped into it because Chuck Norris tries to hide his Mexican heritage uh-huh. for some reason. I, well, it just it made you. I always forget that. The same reason people hide. Up. The, the same yeah. reason people hid being Jewish for so long. Right. It just made you, some reason, more successful to not show your ethnicity or your heritage or whatever. But I love that he wrote like a Texas Ranger flawed cop superhero almost yeah and it doesn't happen in new york city it happens in fucking el paso right i love that yeah like it's he found the right role for him i agree and this is way better than walker texas ranger oh yeah which he had i fucking can't stand that show that show is such crap dude we watched it when i we watched it at home when i was a kid um (laughs) And even as I don't kid, know if I, I don't like, know if my parents watched it or not, but I do know that uh, it was not a show that I watched. His acting was so bad, Nathan. What are you going to do? Later? I think it are was you going pro- to go out of the door and go into the restroom and urinate and then come out and get yourself another beer out of the refrigerator, yeah. Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that, that that show seemed like it was probably on a Friday night that was paired with like Nash Bridges on CBS. I'm fairly certain. It was like absolutely that. a CBS show. Yeah. It was absolutely a. F- uh, Saturday night show. Okay, maybe it was Saturday because there was show. many uh, a Pizza King pizza, uh, which is pizza uh, Sir Pizza down here. Right, uh, many a Pizza King pizza devoured uh, at my house with my dad always saying the same shit. Yeah, why don't you all attack him one at a time? Yeah, that'll work out. Yep. <laughs> to me, going like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, look at them. They're gonna. <laughs> they all go after him. One they, they'd, at have a time. Better, they'd have a better shot if they all just bum rushed him and beat his ass. But no, they're all gonna in a circle in order, going to attack him one at a time. And then that's when the magic of Chuck Norris films were. I was it was, dis- it was destroyed for me. Oh, Thanks, Dad. Man. <laughs> um. So is that nitrous in his uh, Dodge Ram uh, Ram Charger? That little bitch is a fucking snack, isn't it? That truck? I love it. God, it's so badass. I think what's funnier, too, is the fact that it looks like the dirt's painted on because it never really changes. That's what Jamie said. Mud doesn't behave like that. Yeah. It never <laughs> falls off, and it's always in the same spot for that entire movie. What did I say? I commented on it here. <laughs> Would it kill him? To wash his truck. Yeah. One time. Would it? No, apparently <laughs> it would. I love him because this uh, he's like Walker, Texas Rangers, dirtbag brother. Like their dad, like their brothers, right? And their dad was a Texas Ranger, and he was like the Texas Ranger of all Texas Rangers. And both of his boys. Now, my boys is going to be, they're going to be Texas Rangers, too. They're both going to go into the family business, and business is a booming. And... uh Cordell over here, he's the Boy Scout. Now JJ, he's uh, well, he's, he's strong headed. He does. He, he's strong willed. He plays by his own rules, but he's a good boy. He's a good boy, and that's, that's he likes what, his beer. He likes his beer, and he likes it warm. Evidently, yeah. How much fucking beer do they waste in this movie by like 
opening a, it, a case it, or half of it fizzing out. Yeah, and then taking one or two drinks and then throwing it away dramatically. Or as we'll get to later in my favorite scene, I couldn't, I could not, I could not figure out the brand though. Pearl. Pearl. I thought it looked like Pearl, but a, I could never get. I've done a lot of time with this movie, babe. Okay, I have Googled and uh, I was kind of odd. I was surprised they didn't. I've done. I Lone Star. You know what I mean? I saw some Lone Star. In Did there. you? Okay, but it's uh, yeah, this it is Pearl. Okay. Yeah, it's Pearl. Uh, it's a knew, German beer. Okay, I knew there was a P, and it kind of looked like it, but I. I hadn't watched it enough to. I don't believe they see, yeah. make it anymore. Because uh-huh. uh, I've tried to find it. Because <laughs> evidently it is cheap shit beer. Because if you notice in that one scene, um, all they have is uh, Heineken, Coors, and something. And he's like, ah, forget it. And then Carrera's character comes up. She goes, bottom shelf, Ricky. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, Pearl. <laughs> and then he hands him a Pearl. Okay. Uh, and Coca Cola. If you notice, whenever he's driving, he's drinking Coca Cola. Well, yeah. Because he doesn't drink and drive. He's an alcoholic, which they don't... That's not completely accurate, because he does drink a little. I, a little, I, but I he think, mostly spits it out of his mouth. I think I know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll get, get to that. We'll get to that. Um, I forgot how much I like L.Q. Jones, the guy who plays Dakota. Um, Colonel whenever, Sanders? Yeah. Whenever I see him, he's like a charming, skinny, hillbilly version of Sam Elliott. <laughs> That's how I wrote it down. I'm like, I kept toying with making this like a, but yeah, he's kind of like, but he is kind of like Colonel Sanders too. I never thought about well, it. Well, no, isn't that one scene at the beginning, right after the the what some <sighs> a ceremony or whatever? Yeah, when he's yeah. retiring, he's yeah. sta- he's sitting there and he's got on a white shirt and a Colonel he, Sanders tie, and he looks like a he skinny. Does. He looks like Colonel Sanders with a crack problem. Um, no, he's great. He's he he is like the the Sam Elliott character in Roadhouse. Yes, which I thought about making this when I did we did the Magic Wand, and it's not what I did. Um, I thought about making this like a Roadhouse side story. Like they go into that bar when he beats those guys up with a pool cue. Okay, I thought about like Dalton or uh, Wade Garrett being in there, and you know being that. But I the stamp cooler. I, I didn't in the business. Uh, so um, it's, a, it's a great story. So <laughs> does Barbara Carrera? ever wear a bra in any scene that she's in in this entire movie. I fucking hope not. No, I don't think she does. PG this movie was, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a note in trivia. Oh, I'll get cool. to, to that. Um, I, I said, I said. I mean, I ain't complaining, but damn. No. No. Um, this, was a, this was a big year for her because she also was this, in Never Say Never Again the same year as 83. Big year for uh, what's-her-face that plays his daughter, too, because she was in Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what else? She's Chris. Oh, okay. It's been, I knew she looked just a bit familiar, she but it's been a couple her years. Her annoyingness was just off my radar. I found it a little bizarre that the Nutcracker suite was playing when McQuaid confronted uh, Falcone at the racetrack. I think it's probably a nod to him being like a little person. I guess. And man, I didn't really go into but it much it, here, but what a fucking missed opportunity to make him like a kick-ass. He's almost a Bond villain. That's what I put down here. I said Falcone is like a bargain basement Bond villain. He's like the little Enos in a wheelchair. And he, yeah, and he doesn't do much. But no, fuck, he would have been. They should have given him a little more to do. I think so. They, 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 they could have. And it's probably due to his mobility. Yeah, that they didn't. Well, you look up at. When you look him up on IMDb, he doesn't even have like a legit picture for his character. It's, it's from this. No, it's not from this. I can't remember what it is, but it's not him. It's him in a suit for something because like his big screen credits are Lone Wolf McQuaid, I think Return of the Jedi, because I'm pretty sure he plays in Ewok. Ewok. 
uh, maybe one. Big year for him, too, else. then. Yeah. No, yeah. They almost could have fucking taken David Carradine's character, who was a great character, too. He's a yeah. great... Were they trying to go Bond villain? Um, this is all occurring oh, to me right now. Were, no, they, were they trying to go know. James it, Bond movie with this? It so felt like that. That's because I mean, he was like Falcone was the the villain, and then um, Carradine's character, right? Um, but they were in Ray. league together. They were in league, whatever. but he's the baddie. Yeah, he's the he's the henchman, the head henchman. Right. That I'm thinking about it. They could have blended the two and just made Falcone just like a crime boss and made him. They just could have. They could have fleshed him out more. And I, because when he's got that little lair with all the fucking pinball machines and shit, and he goes, it's so fucking cool. And I'll see you later. And you can see that just that touch of the the, the jump. jump cut. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost not noticeable, but it's just noticeable enough. And then it's just and it's like, okay, did this movie just yeah. take a left turn right. into this? Right and after then, I saw that, I was like, dude, he's like a bargain basement fucking Bond villain. <laughs> and I was like, this this the first time I saw it, I was like, did this movie just take a left turn into this territory? And no, no, it didn't. Okay, it goes well, right back to being like an eighties. Fucking well, I mean, this is this movie is its own thing. It pulls from a lot of different stuff, right? Um, I w- I wish they'd done more with Falcone. Well, let's, how, well, let's how go. many of those panel shirts can one man own? He had at least three. Yeah, and they were they're all, all different colors, all, all different colors, all different states of disrepair. Yes, I bought. I wanted to get one of those one one time until I uh, the first time I came to Nashville right. actually until I looked at how much those fucking is that what they're things. called? Panel no, there's shirts? a name no, for them. My dad has one. Um, because of course my dad has one. He's got his dress one, <laughs> and then he's that got he, his that he wore at the casual clean one, right? And, and then, then the one that gets tore up or whatever. Yeah, um, those things are expensive as shit. Really, a good one. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, I fuck it, I could rock one of those, and like I have the proper confidence. If I feel like I look good in something, I rock it, and I can. Until the confidence, it's cost. a positive feedback loop. Um, but then I saw how much it cost twenty years ago when I came to Nashville, and I was like, nope, I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a shirt. I'll buy this one for thirty five. I will I still wait. You're like, I will wait until I find it at a thrift store and get it then. I will wait until I'm more mature and have enough money to buy that. Neither has happened yet. <laughs> well, this was since we were kind of already talking about Falcone, although I don't like how his name is spelled, but they call it Falcone because it feels like there should be an E at the end. Sure. Because remove the E, it's Falcon. So it's a little Only odd to me. Douchebags are named Falcon. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but since we were kind of talking about it, that was my favorite scene. So let's go and play it. Sorry, this is by invitation only. This is my invitation. Hey. So, the lone wolf pays us a visit. As you can see, mine's bigger. Mine's loaded. <laughs> Tell me, Ranger, do you like games? I'm not here to discuss games, Falcon. Damn! Then what brings you? Guns. Guns? You know, at one time, I had a great interest in guns. Somebody tells me you still do. And of course, you would like to believe him. 
Two nights ago, several men were killed in an army convoy heist. Yes, of course, I'm aware of these things. However, this certain party who is stealing these guns was once a close friend of mine. He might take it personally if I were to divulge details. He's a businessman, just like I am, and he... But why am I telling you all this? You will find these things out for yourself in good time. Meanwhile, I will enjoy watching the game. It may be a game to you, Falcon. If I find out you're playing, I'm gonna have your little ass. <laughs> well, Ranger, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you, but I'm afraid I must go. Owen Ranger, the man you caught? Snow, I understand he won't live through the night. Adios now. <laughs> Just what could have been, man. The, the missed We're going to kill Snow and his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. <laughs> but I said it all trashy like he did. <laughs> Dude, these, this movie has some of the best explosions. I love the explosions that happen where you see the barrels fire up as well at That's the same time. so good. There's like two or three of those It's really in little. This. One of my favorite things in this movie is that, okay, fuck, I love this movie. Chuck Norris did his own stunts. Okay. Most notably, that truck chase when he kidnapped, when he first captures Snow. Um, in the, where in you the, clearly see his glasses fall off. And he put, throws him in the car, and when they come back out, he has glasses when he takes him to that house. Not paying attention to that. I know, like, I it's know. The, it's just funny. He literally, he's, he's fucking doing a, a parallel bar act on the back of that truck, right? That's Chuck Norris. Now, they probably like, weren't, well, they weren't probably going 70 we miles a, an hour. We but, need a truck where he can do this. Well, we'll just put some like metal fence posts on the left and it. right. He wasn't a big enough star yet that they were like, no, Chuck. But, I mean, Tom Cruise is arguably the biggest star in the planet, and he still does his own stunts. Yeah. Regardless, I fucking love that he did his own stunts, especially in that scene. Yeah. My second favorite thing is at the end of that scene, when he fucking dip sets out of the truck and snow crashes into that tanker, it doesn't immediately explode. Yeah. It does what it would fucking do, punctures it, and then drains, drains the, fuel the fuel out. And, and then, then he tries to start the car to back and out. And then or it causes yeah. whatever, and then yeah. gives you the two barrels then that you're talking fire, about. Yeah. It's fucking... I'm not saying this is a realistic movie those, by any but means. Whenever this is time a you fun see, fucking movie. Yes. Whenever you see, whenever I see those barrels fire up, I always think of like some type of stunt spectacular at an amusement park, and that's sure you know. And or that, a young Michael Bay watching this for the first time, going like, "What is that think feeling I can, in my pants?" I think I could do better. I could do better. Also, Rennie Harlan. Hey, I, I was think about I to say Rennie Harlan. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't do a Scandinavian accent. Uh, Oh, Real yeah, quick, I think he's like Norwegian. Completely out Norway. of uh, left field. Do you did you ever watch Laverne and Shirley? Yes. Do you remember how Lenny's jacket said "Lone Wolf" on the back of it? No, I don't ever remember that. But wait, which one was Michael McKeon? He was Lenny, right? Yeah, he yeah, was Lenny. Yeah, because Squiggy the, was the back of his yeah. jacket. It was like a it was like a satin baseball jacket, and it said "Lone Wolf," but yes. the L was one of Laverne's L's. Oh, okay. Because everybody yeah. called him Lone Wolf, and they showed like a backstory quick episode or a flashback as to how he got it. And he went to go get his jacket printed up to, like, be cool. Mm -hmm. And they fucked it up, and it just said, one wolf. <laughs> and Laverne, in a moment of tenderness, took one of her L's. And, and put it in front of the sewed one. It on. Yeah, so that's why his back, the back of his jacket said, lone wolf. I was like, A, what if Michael McKeon starred in this movie? <laughs> and it was Lenny <laughs> as... The lone wolf McQuaid. Yeah. Up your nose with a rubber hose. That's different. Nope. Oh, wow. You that went to... Barbarino. Yeah. 
What did they do? The, oh, they always did the. They bite their. Oh yeah, they bite, bite the heels of their hand. Palm, the yeah, palms. Yeah. Hand. Or uh, what if you called this one wolf McQuaid? <laughs> <laughs> and neither of those were my what. I mean, are, I could take a pen and just take out the L on your poster, <laughs> and it just says one wolf McQuaid. <laughs> Uh, neither of those were my magic wand either. <laughs> um, what oh. doesn't work? Okay. I have a bit of a lengthy exposition here. but You? I, th- yeah. But let's get into it. The best or the worst scene in this entire movie okay. is depending on your point of view. Obi-Wan, when, Obi-Wan said it, yes. Yeah. Is when they bury McQuaid alive inside his truck. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> It's so stupidly over the top that it works perfectly for this type of movie. Norris going in and out of consciousness is overdramatic, just as much as when he opens a can of beer and pours it all over himself (laughs) to give himself enough strength to start the truck and drive out of the ground. Even the grave can't hold him. He's like the Jesus of El Paso. Or the Jesus of but, El Paso. But, yeah, the Jesus of El Paso. But if I'm being picky, it's that when McQuaid is buried alive inside his truck by the construction plow, it is pushed into the hole facing forwards. Later, when McQuaid drives out of his truck, it's turned around facing towards uh, forwards again. Holes don't have a front and a back. (laughs) Since he obviously didn't do a U-turn, he drove out the same way the truck was facing when it was buried. Um, (laughs) Give me a beer, kid. (laughs) After he gets it. That's the dumbest and the best scene at the same time, depending on how you're looking at that scene. That's what doesn't work for me, too, is there's so many little moments like that where it's like, wait a minute, they pushed his truck in forwards. How many... Okay, when you go back, let's do the math. First time we meet um, uh, Ramos at the beginning, he is almost executed. He's he's they he's, almost cut his head off, right? He's, he's fucking he's 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 fucking bamboozled up or whatever you trying what I'm whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah, by the cartel or the horse thieves, handcuffed, put to his knees, almost killed, almost beheaded. Yeah, watches his captain, I guess, get executed right in front of him. Yeah, he's he's beaten, kicked, almost killed. And then is maybe 12 minutes behind McQuaid when McQuaid gets to the office to get yelled at by the boss. And Ramos is clean, shaven, dry, in a new uniform. Okay. I keep a change of clothes okay. in my glove compartment. I, I do the same. So maybe he, maybe he whores bathed at a Bucky's. Okay, fair. <laughs> we next I mean, see those him, bathrooms are clean. I don't know if you've seen We next see them. him later that afternoon at the horse club dancing with some hot chick and then uh carradine's character sends over the racist to so the derogatory term for them in this movie is calling them a greaser is that what never heard that outside of young guns the only time i ever heard heard greaser was like 50s it meant you were yeah yeah other side yeah other side of the tracks whatever trash yeah I've, I've, the only other time I've heard Mexican greaser was, and Jesus Christ, if that's offensive, I'm sure it is. Don't mean it. That's just only two times I've ever heard it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, Public statement announcement. Was in was in Young Guns when Dermot Mulroney's character calls uh, Lou Diamond Phillips' character a, a greaser. greaser. Yeah. Mm. So maybe Christ, it is. That was the 1880s, yeah. and this is the 1980s. Who knows? Uh, so we see him there, and then... I don't think I wrote it down, but there's like three times in one day, like this dude is like fucked up. 
Ramos. Yeah. And then shows up. And he's just... And then not. Paperboy, he's ready to work. Hey, Ranger, I'm here to help. Oh, and it's the snow. He goes in and fucking helps him take snow down. And then hangs out with with, with Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Colonel Dakota Sanders. I don't know how he avoided not getting killed. At any point in this movie? No. Even, I'm even just being nitpicky to that one scene where Snow gets killed and Dakota gets killed. How was he not seen? Well, he and was, he's calling out. Two. Dakota! Dakota! And he's laying on the kitchen like, floor. I'm giving out my position. <laughs> with his voice and the fucking 38 that he's using. Because he's laying there bucking off shots yeah. through the kitchen window. Just laying on the floor prone. Yeah. D&D term. Um that's yeah just little shit like that is what doesn't work for me just little like um logical inconsistencies like you yes. said his truck being pushed in forwards but suddenly it comes out and the just, other way you put way more thought into that than i put into it being my favorite scene but uh, my favorite scene is when they bury mcquade in his truck then he douses himself with beer and drives out yeah <laughs> it's like he almost has to baptize himself with the beer he doesn't really consume it because it goes he, in his mouth and he spits it back he's out just, he's like frank and always right. <laughs> you got to know but that beer was is, warm he is shot yes beaten like held arms held inconsolably like fucking out of it beaten to the point where they throw him in his truck and then he sees uh carradine's character yeah and he go he gets up raleigh. for a second raleigh yeah. yeah uh he gets up for a second and then is like fuck i got nothing and then falls down essentially and then he kind of does it a second time yeah and and then like it's bury it and then they bury him and then he he purifies himself with the waters of pearl beer. Right. So and he's then, like Popeye with his spinach. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. That no, literally. Yeah. Because then, but then, 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 because that should have played when he came back out, or actually, whatever. It would have been, been whatever the pure com- pearl. <laughs> yeah, would have been that whistle theme, or whatever. I could do a beer commercial for pearl. I wonder if there's a pearl. You know, hold on. <laughs> we'll be right back. A brewmaster's dream. Crystal clear water. From the country of 1100 Springs, this spring water brews a Texas tradition. Pearl. Pearl beer brings 1100 Springs. Straight from the heart of Texas. The water here makes Pearl beer. First in the heart of Texas. And that gives him the pelvic thrust to drive his truck out of the dirt back from the grave <laughs> i mean is that the birth of grave digger maybe same kind of truck like a little <laughs> cab when i was a kid not for nothing i always thought the undertaker would drive grave digger maybe. to the wrestling Makes arena sense. yeah um <laughs> i have a two-sentence summary that's nowhere near <laughs> as funny as what we just did but here we go <laughs> Chuck Norris is a character so close to Walker, Texas Ranger that he is later sued. But this movie is better. <laughs> Did you cover That's that? That's true. In- that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be in the trivia, but cool. there's not much more to it than that. Yes, no. <laughs> I, uh, this is an Orion picture, so I think what happened was is I think what had Orion was- ended up going out of business at one point. <laughs> Does he ever feed or water or love that the wolf? wolf? All you see is empty dishes like on the porch. He goes up to it the scene before they kill it. It's a a long shot. 
It's a, uh-huh. it's a one shot from he above. He puts some water or food. No, down he or he's, he says something. He he either calls it by like a, a nickname or he calls it by name, but you can't really hear it. At least I didn't, and I didn't rewind it to find out. But he you know he says something to it and kind of like pets it for a second. That way we see that there is he knows a, it exists yeah. in his property, right? Uh, and then they fucking kill it. And then they fucking kill it. Jamie hates that scene, and I, I'm not a big fan of it. No blood. Really, when people get shot. No extra blood. No. No blood spatter. Well, you could definitely tell that that was not the wolf uh, faking the death scene, like acting it out. You could tell that was some type of prop. When looked like a fucking trained he, ass, like well like a trained ass dog. No, man. I mean when you see it dead and he punches the ground with his fist, you uh, could tell that is not <laughs> an alive animal in any way, shape, or form. You think they went they and found like a dead coyote? Like, and put don't there? don't breathe, don't breathe, Wolfie. Mm. I see what you mean. Yes, I mean not to go way back, but the opening <laughs> credits of this are pretty fucking stylized. So are the closing credits. Same, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. And like. The move, the mutant. Like I said it before, the music makes the movie seem it's grander in some ways than it is. In all it's, ways, yeah. It's not quite Marconi, yeah, but it's. He was inspired. Hey, he was inspired by. You remember Marconi? It, yeah. Well, I like him, and I try to. Sound- I like Ennio Marconi. Uh, we're gonna try to do something. Yeah, he. That's part of the trivia. Is he was inspired by that? I mean, they tried to make this as much very, in the same steps as a spaghetti western. Sure. And it, it kind of is. It's just a modern... It's an American spaghetti western. Yeah, correct. He, Chuck Norris, might be... It's a, instead of spaghetti western, what would it be? Enchilada western? Burrito western? <laughs> he might be one of the furriest motherfuckers. <laughs> he has some fuzz on him everywhere. Constantly wearing a sweater. Um, You could also call this fists of furry, if you wanted. <laughs> Um, we've talked about Chuck Norris movies in the past where they're either shooty bangy or punchy kicky. This has got both. This is 50 50. Yeah. This Maybe 51 49. Yeah. It's a little more shooty bangy toward the end. Yes. But uh, it's, 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 it's well balanced. Yeah. It's a well balanced punchy kicky shooty bangy Chuck Norris film. Um, so before I get into trivia, my magic wand is <laughs> this the very end of. Where Raleigh dies is a bit anticlimactic. I have a bit of trivia. Okay. That how does he, how that does he will, die again? I just a grenade that. that got thrown into a building. Blows up the building. Blows up the building and kills oh, Raleigh. I'll bet I know. I'll bet I know the trivia, but okay. go ahead. Uh, I would have reworked the script to where McQuaid actually kills Raleigh with his bare hands. Maybe a, a poor man's a hang move. I don't know. You know maybe something else. Snap Maybe his neck the, would be yeah. good. Um, Ooh, it just him, would have been more satisfying. Get, him to, ending, get him to say mate. Get him to <laughs> surrender and then get arrested. <laughs> Wait, never mind. Uh, um, I just it would have been more satisfying than McQueen tossing a grenade and watching the building explode. Yeah, to to see the actual object of your protagonist antagonist rather correct uh, be destroyed. Yeah, that's that's a good magic wand. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's covered in trivia. I have read some trivia on this before because, right. like I said, I fucking love this movie. We watch it every Christmas. <laughs> Um, Excuse me. And I've done, I did a little bit of digging. Uh, I, I, there's one thing in trivia I don't know if you'll cover it or not. And if you don't, I will Didn't sure bring as, up. Yeah. I'll sure as fuck bring it up. It's very small. My magic wand to recast it was a magic wand and make this a film series. Kind of like Indiana Jones, but not. I think that was initially the plan. Was it? Okay. Um, 
it just didn't. I have like a like a less happened. like a less charismatic Indiana Jones. I mean, arguably they did make it a series. They just called it Walker Texas Ranger and made it way more lame. Um, David they, McWay, made, they, they made, made the episodes about forty four minutes long, and they put him in Dallas, and yeah. they gave him a way less badass vehicle. Oh, um, but it shout would be out like, to uh, what was the actor's name? He passed away this past week. The guy who plays Theo and Die Hard, and he was oh, one Trivet. of his deputies. Yeah, played yeah, Trivet. He, yeah, he Damn. passed away. Rest well, dude. I always love Trivet. Um, make it a film series and call him like uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid and the Treasure of Columbian Gold, which. <laughs> uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid and the Hollywood Connection. Oh, he goes out to yeah, Los dude. Angeles for a, shit for a like, movie. Shit like that. Just that would be cool. Make it like a so, make it make it like yeah. a C plus, not the what was the guy that Indiana Jones was based on, and, oh. and they made the canon made movies of him. Um, it was Richard. Uh, there were two of them. There was two of them. Oh man, do I need to look that up for a sec? If you wish, you can. But don't make him bad. As don't make him any worse than Lone Wolf McQuaid is. Make him make him cheesy ish. Trying really fucking hard drive-in movies like this with a budget. You know, this is that's what this is. This is a drive-in King movie. Solomon, King Solomon's Solomon's mine, and uh, the most ridiculous Indiana Jones ripoffs that actually happened in the first one was King Solomon's mine. What is his name? Um, the guy who did King Solomon. No, the character. Oh man, with the fake ass fedora. You'll find out here in a second. We'll find out today on ripoff or not. I almost had it. Alan Quartermain. Alan Quartermain. Who was an old school, like... He existed before Indy. Yeah, Indy was kind of based true. on him. He wore the fedora and did all the shit. And just like everything, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Um, anyway, yeah, do shit like that. Make it like the highest budget drive-in movie you can. Pair it with a Richard Chamberlain movie. That's who played him, Richard, Richard Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yeah, not, not Wilt. Uh, different Chamberlain. Different, different type of movie. Different... <laughs> <laughs> different family as well uh that that would be my that would be my magic wand is to make it a, a cool film series like indian like a, not a serial but but make them still keep them in that drive-in tone yeah um okay trivia so trivia it was written into actor david carradine's contract that he could not be defeated in hand-to-hand combat hence why he was killed at the end by means of a grenade now, is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Or uh, that he couldn't be seen dying on screen. Yes. That's what it was. Well, that, con- that, did, that well still, did that still hold true to Kill Bill? Oh. Because he technically doesn't die in hand-to-hand combat. Well, it's a five-finger death punch. He does die. He dies by walking. Five steps or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, also, I don't know if you have it in here or not. He didn't really know martial arts. Not really, no. No. It says, when asked to comment on David Carradine's actual martial arts skills, Chuck Norris uh, uh, opined with, David Carradine is every bit as good a martial artist as I am an actor. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, man? That's rightfully so. He has every fucking right to say that. He does. He does. And good on him for fucking calling a spade a spade and taking one on the chin, literally. Yeah. That's... Okay. Uh, according to the producers, had Bruce Lee been alive at the time, he would have been offered the part that eventually went to Carradine. Had Lee taken the part, the producers would have billed the film as the rematch of the century. Sure. <laughs> because Chuck Norris was in a movie with Bruce Willis, but I don't know. I don't know which no, one it was. He no, was he not. wasn't. He was okay, not, he, he was, was not. He was not in a movie with Bruce Willis. I know Bruce Willis. He was in a movie with Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. He actually wasn't yeah, Bruce Lee, Willis in Willis. The Expendables. 
He um he showed up. In they may have been in the Expendables. The I'm Expendables. Just making, he plays a character called the Lone Wolf. I'm just and breaking. I think there was a nod. I'm just breaking Nathan's balls because he said Bruce Willis and he meant Bruce Lee. Yes, but I yeah, know. no, they were they were famously in a movie together where they fought, and I don't. I'm pretty sure Bruce Lee won in the uh, movie. I don't remember what movie it really? was. Really, it's amazing. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. The film was originally given an R rating in the U.S. due to the violence and its two uses of the word fuck. Because if you pay attention, it's kind of offhanded, but it's there. You yeah. hear it. Like you, I think you hear one of the, like it's towards the beginning and the, like they, you kind of hear like motherfucker kind of used or something. Jackson refers to himself as the token N word as well. Yeah, that too. Uh, Chuck Norris told the ratings board that the film was a story where good defeats evil and therefore should be suitable for a PG rating. The ratings board agreed and the film's rating was changed to PG. That's how strong... Was he shirtless when he, maybe, he, when he quote-unquote delivered this speech to the them? The film would easily have gotten a PG-13 rating now if it had been made a year or two after. How about Barbara Carrera's tits in that yeah, one like scene? You can, like, especially like the first scene. It's like No, I'm talking about the scene where he comes home and she's just all fucked out laying on the bed wearing that oh, see-through negligee. Yeah. And she's got on like the French cut underwear or whatever, but then like her tits are like full-on see-through in that. Yeah, that. but there's a there's a there's one layer of cloth. Well, and I feel like that she was it was. I said to Jamie last night yeah. watching this. I wonder if they put her in that so as to avoid an R rating for nudity. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, and it also said it said we got in a PG thirteen rating due to the violence and being mostly bloodless. It's it very true. Blood. It's yeah, very bloodless. No blood. Chuck Norris subsequently starred in Walker, Texas Ranger, and the producers of this movie sued CBS for copyright infringement. CBS later on issued a retroactive license by Orion, which is Orion is who released Lone Wolf McQuaid. Um, Francisco DeMassi's score, the guy who scored the movie, he was greatly inspired by Ennio Morricone and Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay. It shows. Yeah. One of the most popular movie-based drinking games is taken uh, is take a drink each time the participants hear the word Ranger. Correct, because uh, <laughs> Ramos or whatever calls him Ranger all the fucking time. You could also say movie. kid because he calls him kid a lot. Yeah, and then John Milius <laughs> did uncredited work. On the screenplay, which is why you see in a credit that he got he was a spiritual advisor or something like that in the credits. <laughs> I didn't know because that. he came in and did a pass through on the script and touched up some stuff. Is that why it's kind of racist? Is I don't he, know. He's not really a racist, is he? I don't think so, but I don't know. I haven't. But, ta- I, mean, I haven't talked to him in forever. Okay, that makes. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in forever. Nice. That the end of the third act now makes a lot more sense when it goes from being. Cop kind of bond to just full on, full on in, invasion of Central America. Thing. I love Ramos's the first time he throws the grenade and he realizes right at the end, I didn't pull the pin. <laughs> what does he say? I knew I did something wrong. I knew I did something wrong. <laughs> this movie has a lot, man. There's so many layers to it. It has like a, it's a little bit of humor. It's got some heart. Yeah. With, I kind of feel like Carrera's character should not have died, but it, instead. It brought the so, fight on, correct? It's it's got uh, back to yeah. what I was just saying. It's got that, and then with her, it's got that um, uh, telenovela kind of feel. It to does. It. it does. She is Jim. 
I want you to know that I did not betray you. I love you. And then she poops on his knee because she dies. <laughs> because as we all know, when you die, you poop. First you die. Unless then she had you just poop. come from La Outhouse, <laughs> she was full of La Caca. And so was his right knee. Here's some spicy re-red meats. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for always wanting to drink pearl beer, he wastes so much of it. Doesn't he? Every time he opens it's one, like it, one it, swig, and then it, he well, that's because it's it, all fucking it. foam. I yeah. mean, if you cool that shit down and don't shake the fuck out of it before you open it, it you might actually enjoy it. Might it Be a tasty, crisp little fucking road soda, oat soda. Sorry. Oh, you were gonna was that was that all the trivia? Yes. You said something about drinking and driving. Did I? Well, that, he had uh, he had at least two beers in his vehicle. But you don't see him drinking while he's driving. Correct. Whenever he's driving. He's but drinking. it was kind of funny that there were beers there. Okay, so there was a piece of trivia that you did not. He, he gets revived by beer. <laughs> Pearl beer. <laughs> Lone Wolf McQuaid, revived by beer. Um, There's a piece of trivia that you did not cover. What's that? I don't know if you read it or not. Um, In the... Okay, there's the opening sequence, right, yeah. where the horse thieves are doing their thing, and then it cuts to... It kind of reminded me of the Mexican bandits at the beginning of... Um, Badges? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was meant to do that. Um, the next sequence after that, when he gets in the... We've never named it, but that fucking snack of a Dodge Ram truck. It's a Ram Charger. Yeah. He, yeah. He gets in that to drive to El Paso for Colonel Sanders. With the dirt painted on sure. <laughs> paint job. And it's this badass... <laughs> A helicopter shot of downtown El Paso, and he's driving through traffic. You can see as the camera moves with him, starts off in the bottom right corner of the screen. There's an intersection, and there's a van stopped at a stop sign. The accident. Yeah. Okay. There's. A, I had it. I forgot to put it on there. There's a yeah. traffic accident. There's a track. There's a traffic accident that happens, and you can hear it. Yeah. Uh, and they left it in because a that's an expensive fucking shot. But yeah, we're not redoing that just because of that. B, they're also like, who's going to notice? Well, when you put it eventually, on IMDb, and it's you, been forty years now. When you put it on IMDb, assholes like me are going to notice it. Hey, but, did you notice that? <laughs> it's it's great. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like leaving that stormtrooper hitting his head on the door of the Death Star. Oh yeah, scene and it's it's it's, it's equivalent to that. I think <laughs> I it's, it's, I love it. It's great. Still hold up. Final thoughts? Uh, I think Lone Wolf McQuaid is an above-average 80s uh, B-action movie. The action is fun. The explosions are spectacular. The characters are actually fleshed out. And it has relatively decent cinematography. I mean, you get to see the landscape. You see all of El Paso. Yeah, there's some great... He... I don't know how much, again, how much hand he had in this. Right. But... Or not. This was the second time, like I said, we mentioned earlier... I can't remember the name of the director, but this was the second movie he worked with with Norris. Oh, okay. And the first one was An Eye for an Eye, which okay. was either a year or two earlier. It was 81 or 82. Um, but while most of the dialogue is relatively flat, I you know, you know, of the handful of Chuck Norris movies that I've watched thus far, this one stands head and shoulders above the other ones, you know? For sure. He Chuck Norris is not a good actor. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and he knows that, and I'm not shitting on him. Um, anything I've seen him in, he's wooden at best. Stilted, rough. This, of, like you said, of the things I've seen him in, this is his smoothest role. I don't know if he took some coaching or at least took notes from the right. director or someone on set. Um, it's almost like he was kind of trying to do a Clint Eastwood 
Yes, he's and constantly squinting, not only because he's in correct El Paso, and very but... minimal. Like in the West, especially in his westerns, yep. he doesn't talk a lot. Like yep. the man with no name, he doesn't speak a lot. And there, that was one other bit of trivia I didn't put in is that there were a couple of nods that people thought were a nod to Eastwood because the hospital was Eastwood. It had nothing to do with Eastwood. It just happened to be that's what they were named. No shit, out there. I didn't even yeah. notice that. That's, yeah, that's I did great. not. I didn't notice it either. And so I thought it was funny that while they thought it was a nod to Eastwood, it was a just a happenstance. I think all the things that you could count as a negative in this movie are really circumstantial. Yeah. And they get washed over by all the positives. Right. Um, and he, I, I mean, it wasn't a lone act by a lone wolf, but I think he, and I did not write that. I made that. <laughs> I'm not that clever. Um, sometimes you are. Sometimes I are. <laughs> I, I think Chuck Norris really pulls it off with this one. Um, his movies never got up above like the B plus action. Like I said earlier, driving movie with a big. But the internet just loved him. Is what it was. Was it the mid two thousands when they really well, no, started the fucking, that Chuck the, Norris stuff? Yeah, but the eighties. But it was after his TV show. The fucking eighties loved him, dude. The early mid nineties loved him. He was great until like I don't know ninety five, and then we were all like, God, we're, for whatever reason, we were culturally sick. Of we're Chuck done Norris. with Chuck Norris, and then they were like, give it fifteen years, and then everyone's going to love him again because yeah. the Chuck Norris facts came out. That's right. Um, there was a great cast around him in this movie. Of Absolutely. Of people who knew more what they were doing. Exactly. And I think... Better actors. When you get better musicians around you... Than Clue Gulliger. <laughs> you, you immediately become a better musician, you know? Um, I don't know if this was one of those sort of So I Married an Axe Murderer scenarios where Chuck Norris didn't have full control of what was going on and that's what makes the movie better because there were people around him to tell him no i don't i, I don't know how influential he was with what he was in at the time um it's rushed in some parts like the all of a sudden he's just endeared to the kid yeah ramos it's a little goofy it's a little it's wooden you know um but there are some great cinematic shots of Southern Texas, Northern Mexico, El Paso. Do you think he wore his action jeans in this movie? I know he wore his action jeans in this movie. He didn't wear jeans in the other one, so... Because yeah, he invented them after that. For the, I mean, if you look, they're kind of baggy in spots. I'm not going to lie. I looked at Chuck Norris's crotch to see if I could You were looking it. for that gusset I was looking for the, for the hidden gusset, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, kind of looking for it, too. It, I couldn't see it. And not for nothing, I, you could pass about 75 gallons an hour of rainwater through that thing. <laughs> looked like it would be rubbing your crotch raw. But when you go to do a fucking... Flying spin kick. I rub your crotch raw. Rub your crotch raw. <laughs> I'm an outlaw. I mean, just to ask me if it still holds up or not, fuck yeah, it does, because we still watch it every year for a reason, you know? Hey, I say we take a break, and let's do our uh, gift exchange. Okay. Hi, I'm Chuck Norris. The folks at Total Gym have asked me to take 60 seconds to talk about a growing concern we all share. Chuck Norris. He doesn't know where we live, does he? <laughs> All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men and women stand with us, do nothing. Well, that wasn't 60 seconds. Yeah. I'm Chuck Norris, and I approve this message. <laughs> that might seem like a... <laughs> do you have a lawyer? <laughs> I do. I might need Barry, to talk to him. Barry Ass Kiggington. <laughs> oh fuck that might seem like a quick what the fuck did they just do uh thing for you gang but that was a little christmas present <laughs> for, 
for Nathan and me to ourselves because uh, trying to cobble that shit together, we laughed till we pissed our pants. You might hear that at the end of this episode. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> whoo, man, dang. That was fun. I'm glad he's 82. That's all I'm saying ah, right now. I'm telling I, you right now, dude. He still kicked my ass. I'd still bring at least three friends to fight Chuck Norris. Well, he'll only fight him one at a time, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a Chuck Norris Christmas here, gang, at the Six Pack Double Feature Studios. Nathan, I'm going to be honest with you. I had uh, your gift as a complete fucking afterthought to the point I finished it this morning. Oh. It is not wrapped. What? Has no context. Uh, is completely out of left field. Or in this case, is that of, the same thing? Out no of, context and out of left field, or is that two different things? Well, I mean, I if you're, if you're playing a baseball game, if something comes out of left field, you at least it's in it's in the field of play, right? You just weren't expecting this it. one's from the parking lot. But pretend that you're playing a baseball game, and out of left field comes a football bat. Oh, those are my favorites. Yeah, that's what that's what you've got. I love here. the football bat. So I'm assuming yours has some sort of more forethought than mine. It did from. Way back from when we did our episode on uh, sick marathon, sick day marathon, sick okay. day marathon. Yeah. All right. Can I can I go first? Yeah, absolutely. Sure yours is wrapped up, and we'll it have is. at least some sort of pageantry. Uh huh. All right. So you you want me to go first? Yeah, you give me mine first. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Sorry. Give me my gift. I'm, I'm an give only, me my present, I'm, bitch. I'm an only child. Don't make me call Chuck Norris's old ass in here. I'm going to use the same sound effects uh, while you quote unquote unwrap yours. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. Well, I feel like a dick now. You feel now. I remember you telling me this was off mic when we were in the kitchen or whatever, and we were talking about Tales from the Crypt because we talked about it on the episode, and we also talked about it off the episode that you had gotten rid of. I did most, if not all, of your Tales from the Crypt oh, this is set. And I said, you know, and he said, well, I figured it'd be on streaming somewhere. And I'm like, eh, eh. it's not. <laughs> it's not. Because uh, a lot of it was universal. I don't know. It's it, There's a lot of um, rights issues involved with this show. So I decided to pull the trigger. I would have been looking at it since we talked about it. That's a so good there, gift. So you got the full series on DVD because they didn't put it on Blu-ray. Full series on DVD of Tales from the Crypt. All, what, seven seasons? Seven seasons, yeah. They started uh, first, at least the first season, if not the first three, were like hour long. Mm-hmm. And they went bound to uh, like Down 30, to 30 minutes. Yeah, give or take. Um, okay. Well, being, well, it was HBO, so I mean, it, they had it, the full it, yeah, 30 they, or 27 yeah, minutes. Of, time yeah. constraints weren't really a problem. Right. Ah, this is awesome. Thank you, man. So next time you get sick, there you go, buddy. <laughs> okay, so about two years ago, I started microdosing magic mushrooms every day. Really opened up some in my brain mm. to the point I just, I like sitting in the basement and like reimagining things, creating stuff, playing around. I know yeah. you love Batman. You doing your thing with uh, a lot of your uh, big what is it? Big kid, uh, eclectic. Big kid, stuff now? yeah. Big kid eclectics. That's a little page I do on Instagram. And you I have a make stuff thing on. Stuff. Um, it's on Etsy. Etsy, yeah, I do an Etsy as well. And I was going to do this for Etsy. I was uh, this 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 is from my personal collection, so it's not. It doesn't have context, but it's from the heart, mm-hmm. uh, and it's from my brain. This is from. <clears throat> I also love to go to estate sales. I like to repurpose 
old stuff. Some mm-hmm. people call it junk. Um, I was in a state sale. I don't even, as I said earlier, I don't have a ton of memories. From I think Lisa three actually was looking at your recent, what was your, um, it was a mashup between Mork and Michael Myers. Morkel Myers. Morkel Myers. Yep. <laughs> she thought, she kind of liked that one. Good. Yeah. I, hope she, I hope she likes what, <laughs> what, what I'm about to give you, too. Because the other one was uh, Mr. T. Kirk. It was Mr. T's body with Captain Kirk's head. Okay. This is also in that vein. Those, okay. I'm not giving you either of those. Those are for sale, All by right. the way, if you guys want to buy those. What I have for you is this 70s era Disney. I Googled it on eBay. Found okay. it. Benjamin Franklin that I painted to look like the Joker. <laughs> with glow-in-the-dark paint. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So this came. This was a something that was sold at Disney, like not Hall of Presidents. Obviously, I have no fucking clue, that. man. Yeah, sure. I, I found it at, at, a, at a sale some years ago, and I was like, I have to have that, and I put it on. Uh, just it was on my shelf up until <laughs> yesterday, and I've been working out for the last several weeks, and I was doing some crunches last week, and I, I saw it, and I was a like, stand to have him stand. I might have one for you before you okay, go. Okay, cool. Um, I was doing some crunches, and I saw Ben Franklin, <laughs> and I also have a Joker figure hanging on the same shelf right. above him. And I'm like, fuck, they're wearing the same color, basically the same outfit. What if hey, I took Ben? Franklin's kind of stand head? on his own. Yeah. Wow. What if I took Ben Franklin and painted him like the Joker and sold him? And I was like, ah, it's a purple and I might gold. And then I, 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 I toyed around and I looked at DVDs and I was like, Nathan doesn't want any of my fucking shitty ass DVDs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I literally hell standing up next to my action figure. <laughs> I was hoping you had a, a week. Yeah. I'm, I'm winnowing down my collection as well. I'm selling my Star Wars figures. I sold all of my He-Mans. I'm keeping the shit that I want. The shit right. that has like cool memories. And I thought that would be a cool one. And I, I have I like tested it. that. It glows in black light and it glows in the uh, neon light up here. We'll take some pictures and we'll share them closer to Christmas uh, with the... And for sure, <laughs> yeah. if you get it charged with light... Because you want to see it. <laughs> if, you get that, uh, if you for sure charge that full of light, it will glow in the dark. His head glows in the dark. Oh, the white the, or the, the, the green? The, the face and the hair. Oh, nice. Yeah, the white of the face and All the I have to do hair. is just... We have a black light because Ivy plays... Just uh, everywhere? Yes, that's it. Gross. No, we have glow in the dark balls, and because you know, it gets <laughs> like, dark at like four fifteen here. Oh yeah, and she wants to chase the ball most evenings if she can, and so we put them under, and they they're little um, they, they chuck it balls. Ch- yeah, so they just, charge up. They charge up much better with with a swamp uh, thing up here. Does that too? Yeah, so they charge up so much better with a black light than they do or direct sunlight. Well, oh, they can't. Yeah, yeah. So the black light. Just charges it up really well, so I'll put his head under that and see what it. It is a it is a, a big kid eclectic mashup original. I have no clever name for him. Ben Joker Franklin, <laughs> desert Jesus. presence for somebody who's not drinking. Gang, I am buzzed and a half right now. <laughs> I'm not falling off the wagon. I promise. I only drink on special occasions like uh, Christmas. It's a it's a Walker <laughs> Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who has never watched one full episode of that show. You really never have? No. Oh, man. Pretty sure my parents did, now that I think about it more. It seems like the kind of crap your parents would watch, yeah. Because it, kind of, it was the kind of crap my parents, parents would watch. Watched. Yeah. yeah. Well, they watch a lot of stuff on CBS. We, There's a lot of crap on CBS. Dude, I don't even know what we would do with it, but we should watch... We should watch each of us six episodes, just random six episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. I'm not going to pay for it, so it's got to be streaming somewhere. If it's not, then I ain't doing it. Dude, find you. It, it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on YouTube. Or I'll, well, it's got to be on Paramount Plus because it was a CBS show. I don't know. We don't should know. we should find some sort of like <laughs> six random episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger and talk about 
just how horrible they are. Yeah, it's garbage, yeah. dude. It's crap. Oh, man. All right, gang. We clearly have roped out on how to wrap up this episode. Um, wrapping up 2022, which was a fucking... Um, it's an interesting year. It was an interesting mixed bag of a year for everybody involved in my brain. Uh, Ross, to you and me. Um, looking forward to 2023. I look forward to every year because uh, I like being alive. Yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing being alive. It's helpful. Um, it allows us to have a show. It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it allows us to have a show. I don't know if it's helpful or not, but it's helpful to having a show. Yeah. It never said helpful. I just said it allows it. You literally said helpful. Did I? Yeah. Well, it's helpful. You're gonna rhyme that back and then add it. I figured you did. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing being alive. It's helpful. Um, Boy, this is the last beer I'm having. <laughs> Look, man, I got the flu last month, and I haven't had much to drink, so we're both a little... <laughs> That's a lot of loud noises you just made. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Gang, there are like less than, well, as you're hearing this, maybe even 14 days left in 2022. You have... Uh, depends on when this is released and when you're listening there's, to it. There's less, easily less than 30 days left in 2022. You are correct. And... You have so little time to not get hurt. So, with the last remaining days of 2022, use those days to stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chuck Norris, and I approve this message.